The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. Just yesterday on Medj.com, we released a special offer that's available March 21st, 22nd, and 23rd. We're slashing the prices of our pilgrimages to Medjugorje. And there's a reason we're doing that. This is the 30th anniversary of our pilgrimages where a friend of Medjugorje started it back in 1986. And it is important that you must go to Medjugorje. Why? Because Medjugorje is the dictionary that defines world events. It is the understanding of what's happening in every aspect of everything that is going on across the entire globe. It's the reason a friend of Medjugorje comes to you in this broadcast today in Medjinomics to help define the world around you through the messages. If you want to turbo what you hear in this broadcast, Medjugorje is a must. If you have a spouse or any other person that needs conversion, all you simply have to do is get them there. Our Lady will take care of the rest. So we have today many people calling us. Our phones are going every day with increased phone calls, asking us about the presidential election. What's our thoughts on it? What do you think about this person or this person? And so we're going to wade into something today, not to endorse somebody or tell you how to vote, 
But just like I've always said about people who come from direction or spiritual direction or even in the community, we don't tell them what to do. We guide and give a formula on how to come up with your conclusions. And, of course, we apply this to everything in life that we do. That might be buying a machine or buying a car or a product or whether you should go someplace. How do you find out and come up with your decisions? Well, that's discernment. And you can't come up with discernment if you don't have a foundation of truth to see clarity on everything you do. Our lady said September 2nd, 2015, I will teach you truth. She wouldn't be coming from heaven, being with us, if there was truth. When she says, I'm coming and I will teach you truth, means there's no truth. Aspects of truth, yes, but how to find truth, we don't know anymore. We have so many voices, so many things assaulting us that people have a difficult time seeing through things. And it's not just fact-finding. It's sometimes looking on the other side. If your back's to the wind and you're not facing it, you know the wind's blowing the direction you're walking. If you're walking into the wind, the wind is blowing to your face around you, you've changed directions. The truth is, if the wind didn't change, and you turned around, you have two different effects, two ways to look at it. So what do you say? One person passes another one on the street, hey, the wind's to my back. No, the wind's to my front. Well, you got to look at the circumstances. How can they say that if they're walking together? They wasn't. They're passing each other. And you conclude the truth of it. It is to one's back and it is to one's face. And so the media and everybody presents these things in that fashion was, no, the wind was blowing in my face. No, the wind was in my back. And you say, well, well it's easy to discern. Yeah, because there's such a clarity in the example. But when you have one media saying another and another saying the other things, how do you, how do you come to the conclusion? And that's what our lady says, that you don't have any discernment. Why? Because you don't have truth. So in the September 2nd message, I will teach you truth that you may know how to discern. So how do we discern the perfect candidate? We can't, and we won't have one. Because it's Our Lady who said already, you will not have peace to the presidents, and we won't. You can take that to the bank. But there is elections different from other elections. We know John Powers rose up. He was shot. He should have died. We know Ronald Reagan came along at the same time. He was shot, should have died. When they both met, they know God ordained something for them together to do, and that was to bring down worldwide communism, and they did it. Judge Bill Clark, who was a judge uh, in California, Reagan put him in his cabinet, and he's very religious, very Catholic, and we learned a lot about Reagan, about what Kilgore wrote in his book about Bill Clark. And so we have these things that we can see that these two men covered an area in history that was an appointment with destiny, not only with each other. And a lot of people reject Reagan wasn't this way. Well, why was P.O. Loggi, the pronuncio for the United States of America, sneaking inside the White House repeatedly, carrying messages from John Paul to Ronald Reagan? And when the Catholic Bishop Conference and the Catholic bishops were blasting Reagan on social issues and on other things and nuclear bombs and all these things, Pope John Paul sent a special message to P.O. Loggi to tell the U.S. Bishop Conference to stop the rhetoric. 
because he was working with them. These two people had a personal role from God. Was Ronald Reagan a saint? No. Did he believe in abortion at one time? Yes, he did. And he metamorphosed and gravitated toward good. He had the qualities that God appointed this man to do what he did, and he was pivotal in the plan of God. And I dare tell you, these next four years is pivotal, just like that age at that point, than any other presidential four years that's passed between Reagan to now. Why? Because Our Lady's coming to the climax and the peak of everything with apparitions. It's worldwide events. It's just not religious events. Our Lady says, I come to save the church and the world. So she's looking at everything. So don't think this next president is important. And don't think God's going to pick a saint. And don't think God has to have a Christian in there in the sense of what we might think or like. We've seen this throughout history. God can use people who not even have religious or for Christians to save them as he did with the Jews. Queen Esther was married to King Hasserus. This king was working with his main command next to him, next to the court, Haman, who wanted to plot out the killing of the Jews. He planned for the king to go along with him. The king said, okay. And they had set a date to kill every Jew in the world, to wipe out the whole Jewish race. Queen Esther heard about this, went to her brother Mordecai, which is, he adopted really as his cousin, and Esther, of course, married the king. But Mordecai, she went to Mordecai and said, we, we've got to stop this. So she planned a banquet. The king said, what do you want? And she told him, and he wasn't a protector of the Jews, but he did a decree, tore up the decree that he made with Haman, and had Haman executed, and all those who plotted that. They celebrate this feast, the Jewish people, to this very day, called the Feast of Purim, P-U-R-I-M. God has done this in the past repeatedly. He did it with Nebuchadnezzar. When they were thrown in the furnace, he saw what happened. He says, their God is some God. And he started allowing the worship of that. He protected them. And went back through conversion, back and forth. Some theologians say he died believing in the Jewish God. And so God uses that. And so don't, first of all, where you start with this, don't look at somebody, what you think. Ivan said, what you think is saints and what God sees as saints is two different things. Ivanka, her mother died. Three months later, she sees the Virgin Mary, and she's in heaven, and the whole village was shocked because she had a foul mouth. They couldn't believe, and, and her behavior was not what they thought. They were seeing not what God sees. They were seeing what man sees. And so we can't judge a person on their past, the history of what they're doing, or what God and how he's going to use them from one moment to the next, like the king did with Esther, who would put out a decree to kill all the Jews across the world, wipe out the race. And on a moment's notice, change the other way around. So how do you look at things? You have to look at what's going on in the opposition or what's hated or just like the wind, the, the, the media. Who, what do you want and what do you stand for? And what are the people who hate you and who they hate in the same way? That can read more than anything else the discernment and where truth is. We're not going to get somebody that's going to stand totally on truth because we're so immersed in untruth. But who is the man of the hour for this moment? It's going to be somebody that's going to be advantageous to the apparitions. That's what I believe strongly is going to be part of this. 
because we are in a critical four years and a second term of the same man would be eight years. And we're likely to see everything LA is doing in Medjugorje unfold, which the powerful, most second powerful man in the world, actually the most powerful man on secular world, the president, and then of course the Pope, the most powerful spiritual man in the world. So don't think this is just an election. And you can see the satanic forces and the hatred and everything happening right now that tells you that Satan don't want the establishment as it exists uprooted. We have the United States Bishops Conference, which is an establishment. As an individual bishop, that's one thing. But when they support something and go into a group, that group takes on a power above the individual that as an individual, they wouldn't do it just like the Nazis were pulled into it, most of them would never be for what they did, but the, the machine takes over and starts ruling even over them that start doing wrong. The United States Bishops Conference is part of the establishment. It rules through people and committees, and people have no business up there guiding and making decisions from climate change, etc. They should never be. It's, it's a monster. I've already said that. And so we have the Republican Party with this establishment. And this establishment is getting together, pouring millions and millions of dollars to block somebody that the people are voting for. What does that tell you? Well, is that true? Yes, it's true. We know that. Everybody knows it's $30 million or $20 million, whatever it is, the number, going into Florida to stop the front runner. I'm not endorsing the front runner for you or telling you to vote for that. I'm telling you, look at the situation. Why is the resistance so strong? Except there's an exorcism taking place from heaven by lady's presence on the earth to turn upside down the established powers that has got us in the mess we're in. And they're not going to go out without a lot of pain. Back when there was no Novocaine anesthetics and you got a tooth pulled, it hurt. And there's some teeth being pulled, and the, the powers that be can't stand it. And they want to tell you what to do. They want to be in control of what you do because they want to rearrange everything from the marriage to the money system, everything. We're in that midst of that, of an antichrist system. And that's what I read about today. Tech titans and GOP elite plot Trump attack on private island. A parade of tech titans flew to a private island over the weekend to discuss ways of derailing Donald Trump's presidential campaign. Congressmen from both sides of the political aisle, political operatives, and influential members of the media were also in attendance. The American Enterprise Institute held its annual World Forum on St. Simon's Island, Georgia, on Sunday. Bill Crystal editor of the Weekly Standard, said in an email that attendees were focused on finding a way to stop Trump, the Huffington Post reported Monday. A specter was haunting the World Forum, the specter of Donald Trump, Crystal said, while lifting a line from the Communist Manifesto, the website reported. Quote, there was much unhappiness about his emergence, a good deal of talk, some of it insightful and thoughtful about why he's done so well and many expressions of hope that he would be defeated. The key task now, to once again paraphrase Karl Marx, is less to understand Trump than to stop him. 
unquote. Writers for Huffington Post Politics investigated flight traffic in and out of nearby airports to compile a who's who list of attendees. Some included Tim Cook, Apple CEO, Larry Page, Google co-founder, Sean Parker, Napster creator and Facebook investor, Elon Musk, Tesla Motors and SpaceX CEO, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell and House Speaker Paul Ryan, GOP Senators Tom Cotton from Arkansas, Cory Gardner from Colorado, Tim Scott from South Carolina, Rob Portman from Ohio, and Ben Sasse from Nebraska. Carl Rove was also in attendance, and Arthur Sulzberger, the publisher of the New York Times. Radio host Rush Limbaugh weighed in on the event, which allegedly featured a presentation by Karl Rove on the Republican frontrunner's biggest weaknesses. Limbaugh said it was a circle, and they were sitting around the circle, and they were all telling each other or asking each other, how did this happen? And it's an understandable thing. They think they run the world. They think they control these things. And out of the blue comes the Trumpster, said Limbaugh. You get all these tech CEOs and all these left-wing inventors and tech people with these Republicans? That's crony capitalism right in front of your face. Or crony socialism. The conservative icon said Trump elicits rage from influential circles because his supporters threaten their ability to control events on a macro level. Limbaugh said, I don't care what term you come up for them. The elites, the establishment, the ruling class, they consider themselves to be our betters. They do think of themselves a cut above us in education, in training, in breeding. I'm not kidding about that. Breeding. Better families. Better bloodlines. Ivy League or similar education. They do consider themselves better. And as such, smarter and much more competent. We who are not permitted in that club are rubes. Limbaugh further broke down the orchestrated effort to harm Trump's campaign by likening him to a man who played golf in Oshkosh, Wisconsin all his life, trying to join the iconic Augusta National Golf Club in Georgia. Limbaugh says, Do you think the members of Augusta National are just going to sit there and let Oshkosh Country Club take over? No way. It's not how it happens. So now clearly they're organizing to try to stop Trump. News of the secret American Enterprise Institute meeting has spread as Super Tuesday 2 kicks off in four states, Idaho, Michigan, Mississippi, and Hawaii. So we have a secret meeting down in Georgia on Sea Island. They flew in, they flew out. That's dissect and come to the truth about it. Why would a group of Republicans, Mitch McConnell and others, join in with others on the other side of the aisle? I don't mean senators. I mean people on the other side with left leanings. We know Apple CEO is abominable. He doesn't fit what we did before in the Republican Party, what we think about as far as people we'd be for. So what brings them together? Proverbs speaks about even enemies. 
would join together just like the Pharisees and the Sadducees, which were against each other because one believed in resurrection, the other didn't believe in resurrection, so they're at odds. But they joined together when they had a common enemy. Jesus called division. True or false? False. Jesus didn't cause division. The people around him caused division. He was going a singular way of showing this is the way to truth. Truth divides by the people that don't want it and the people that do want it. That's where the separation takes place. Jesus was controversial, everybody says. Many times you can read this. True or false? False. Jesus wasn't controversial. He's truth. He is who he is. Those around him make him controversial. Mezugoria is controversial. True or false? By now you're getting truth and you're going to say, no, Mezugoria is not controversial. Those who oppose it or against it or those who are for it are making it controversial. Truth is truth. Science proves Mary's appearing. That's the end of story. I can discern everything from that platform and that foundation that I accept these messages and put them into my life. I don't have to debate anybody. I'm not interested in convincing anybody. I don't have to. I have truth. And when I live it convictingly, people want some of that. And that's why they're calling, frankly, about who are you for? What do you think about this? What I want to bring you to is you think, you realize it, you reason out truth, and you'll see. How is it that a group of very, very powerful people secretly come in on a meeting to stop Donald Trump? What are they scared of? Who is Donald Trump? Well, do you know who he is? I think Ted Cruz is a fine man. I'm content with him being president. But nobody in the Catholic world, in fact, there's just 36 prominent conservative Catholics said you cannot vote for Donald Trump. It'd be a sin. Really? How's that? You got Father Richard Eldridge of Good Shepherd Catholic Church in Texas being seen by one of his parishioners on the vote last week going into the Democratic line. You cannot do that because Hillary Clinton is violently for abortion. Bernie Sanders stands in the same place. The Democratic Party has these things. You can't vote for that. You say, well, yes, I can. Okay, then do it. That's fine with me. I'm just telling you, the church teachings is what we have to go by. And these 36 prominent conservative Catholics, one included George Weigel, who writes columns in Catholic papers, among some of his other things he does in his career, is telling you not to vote for him, that you can't vote that as a good Catholic. That's a lie. That's not truth. So we have this situation with this meeting and they're meeting to come up, how are we going to stop this guy? Why? Because they're entrenched in the power, and they do want to tell you what to do, how to live. They want to keep the game going. They want to kick the can down the road with their games and what they play, and they're all in it to collusion. Our lady is here to upset, to turn upside down these rooted-in entrenchments that keep power over us when we have everybody in this country, every state, including California, voting for marriage, one man, one woman, everybody voted at the first round, making an amendment to their state constitutions, and we have five lawyers on the Supreme Court, two of which were Catholic. When we have health care, that's abortion. Roberts, when you vote for health care and Roberts did that, what happened with that was then 
as a Catholic, he can't do that. And not a peak at the United States Bishops Conference. The establishment, the monster that rules, all these things are going to pass. And that's what we're facing right now, an exorcism. And you see this anger coming from people that you're shocked by. And you have talk show hosts. I just read about a talk show host in the last couple of days that said anybody votes for Trump is the lowest common denominator. The fact that the voters are being addressed so violently that if you're for Trump, there's something wrong. Yes, they say that about some of Cruz voters, especially Trump's. And this has continued in the avenues. is incredible. New York's Michael Bloomberg. Bloomberg said, uh, he said actually last year, he said that when I get to heaven, I'm not stopping to be interviewed. I'm headed straight in. I've earned my place in heaven. It's not even close. And so this guy just says a couple of days ago that Trump voters represent the impulse of evil in all of us to the fact that's not an exact quote, but that's what he meant. That's what he said. So when you have people saying this, they said they're going to march past God. You're not stopping me. I'm going into heaven and I'm earning it myself. Then they say this and the media picks it up. And then you got the conservatives and even good Catholics saying this. Doesn't mean they have truth. We got good bishops out there. They don't have truth. Or at least they won't stand up for truth. So they're silent for the sake of social issues or whatever they may be after. So this discernment of truth. How do you find out? Go go do your own research. We decided to do some research just for this program. We found our article, New York Daily News, posted November 20th, 1991. Donald Trump's in his limousine. He's going down the road. He sees a guy beating a guy with a baseball bat. He tells his driver to stop. He jumps out of his car. He goes over and stops the guy. The guy was stunned. He recognizes Donald Trump. By a witness to it, says all of a sudden a big long limousine pulls up at an angle and Donald Trump pops out. The witness says there was a guy with a baseball hitting a guy over the head and Trump yelled, put that bat down. What are you doing? The guy dropped the bat, came over and started talking to him and he ran off from there. That doesn't sound like an evil guy. That doesn't sound like a, a sissy. That doesn't sound like somebody who backs down. He's unarmed. A whole crowd was watching. The crowd started saying, Donald Trump, Donald Trump. There's another guy we found some research on that just put out something recently because he's seeing Donald Trump being smeared so much about he didn't do anything in his college years and in the military classes he took. But he's quoted as saying, one of Donald Trump's old high school classmates has felt the need to speak up on behalf of his peers following the massive smears on the presidential forerunner's character during the last week's debate. Peter Tickton, now a successful lawyer behind the Tickton Law Group, claims his law firm is not officially endorsing Trump, but merely waiting in to set the record straight on the heels of vicious personal attacks lobbied by GOP candidates. This is not even enemies. This is the GOP. This is Republicans attacking Trump. That's what you look at. Why are they attacking him so severely? It's not just like, I want Ted Cruz and Trump's ahead of it or Rubio or somebody else and I lose. I, I don't care who you vote for. As for your personal choice, what I want to do is come and see what is so resisted that Satan hates that he doesn't want in power. 
And what we need right now in the United States of America is a wrecking ball. We need the bureaucracies to be crashed. We need somebody who knows how to land a crashing plane because we're headed that way. But this guy comes on and says, we're not endorsing him, but I just want to set the record straight. He says that his, his law firm is not endorsing Trump, but merely waiting in to set the record straight on the heels of the vicious personal attacks lobed by GOP candidates Ted Cruz and Mark Rubio against Trump. He says, if you saw a guy get publicly smeared and you knew him well from the days you were friends and seniors together in high school, if you knew him to be a decent and honest man, would you not want to say something? Tickling explains. And this title of this little brief statement was Trump's high school classmate. His character is as good as it gets. Former peer speaks out after opponent's launch smear campaign. So those things, you can start finding these things. Go read Art of the Deal written by Donald Trump. You want to understand if he's got depth, who he is? Go read it. I read the book. Again, I'm not advocating you vote for Donald Trump. I'm advocating that you look what is going on. Donald Trump is a dangerous man. Very dangerous for the establishment and the status quo. Why? Because nobody owns him. Nobody. He won't take any money for his campaign, his election. Is he crass? Does he talk bad? No question about that. That's not debatable. We know that. But so was the king going to kill all the Jews. So was Nebuchadnezzar was going to kill the Jews. And they changed when they saw because they gravitated toward good. There's a goodness that you can look up research. You'll see in his book and in other things you can find. And there's bad. Ronald Reagan had bad history. St. Augustine had a real bad history. Very bad. So much that he had to pray through the night just to get past his dreams. And look who's quoting him now. Well, he hasn't proven himself. There's a lot proven. That's a lie. Read Art of the Deal. And then you make up your mind. And so you start doing research. You start looking at these things yourself and see where we are. And then we have nobody saying anything about Father Richard at the Good Shepherd Catholic Church going to the Democratic line. That's a problem. He needs to be confronted. So why such hatred toward Trump? Except this man may have the potential to break the powers that be. What about Ted Cruz? I've already said, if he's president, I'm perfectly content with that. But Ted Cruz also had a secret meeting down at Sea Island just before he announced his presidency. And there were a lot of people flew in there. And this isn't news. This isn't public. I've never read this anywhere. The reason I know it is because we know people that work down there and they shut everything off. We know a guest that was there at the same time. And they closed down everything for three hours. And Ted Cruz was there. And it is publicly known that four billionaires are behind Ted Cruz. Does that make Ted Cruz bad? Does that make him not a candidate? Not at all. But it doesn't make him owed. He, somebody owns him. And it's always dangerous. And so if he had his secret meeting and you want to discern, this gives light and sheds things on how you should see things. I'm not saying to be against him for it. I don't blame him for doing that. In fact, when I heard it at the time before Trump announced his candidacy, I thought, good. The point I'm making is not a good or bad thing, but a discernment that he's got obligations to four billionaires that support him. That compromises him. That puts Trump in a position that he's not, and that's why he's dangerous. Because Tim Cook, the CEOs, these other people can go to these billionaires and get something done that there's debt to pay back. 
Trump has talked about that. Nobody can come to me and tell me to do anything. This guy goes faces somebody, a thug on the street with a baseball bat. That tells you his character. And his book will tell you a lot more about his character. Well, to interrupt here, along the same lines of what it is that you're saying about Cruz or other candidates being owned by someone, uh, we had a little clip that we were going to play from Newt Gingrich. Now, Newt Gingrich was the former Speaker of the House uh, of the U.S. Uh, House of Representatives, and Newt is being asked about uh, Mitt Romney, who Trump, Donald Trump had endorsed uh, during the last presidential election, and apparently Mitt Romney has now um, come out against Donald Trump. And I think Newt Gingrich is, is answering this question of this reporter, and it makes perfect sense what it is that he's saying here. He explains in a very clear way who Donald Trump really is. Today, what is he trying to accomplish? Well, let me say, first of all, I was a little surprised uh, just because I was with Mitt in Las Vegas when Donald Trump endorsed him. And I remember uh, how effusively Mitt thanked Donald and praised him and talked about him as a great job creator. So it's a little bit over the top today. But I think Mitt represents personally uh, the panic of the establishment wing of the party. And I think uh, they all hoped, held their breath through Super Tuesday. Not, it didn't work. Uh, and now they're faced with a very real prospect of Donald Trump becoming the leader of the party, and it absolutely drives them crazy. Uh, they just cannot Why? imagine sharing. Well, because he's an outsider. He's not them. He's not part of the club. He's uncontrollable. Uh, you know, he hasn't been through the initiation rights. He didn't belong to the secret society. Um, and I think that they, they don't see him. They have no idea how to relate to him. So there, we, you know, we just hear that Donald Trump is not part of this establishment. He's not part of that group, part of that club. Being from the outsider and what you said earlier in the broadcast, is it possible that maybe this is someone who could be used as an instrument who is outside of that establishment? You ask the question, can Trump be used as God's instrument? Then you answer it with Nick Bernosa. Can he be used as God's instrument? Certainly he can. He's not on social issues where I am or what I believe, or I believe what a lady would want. But sometimes in offices, God uses people to correct that which needs correcting. And this individual has this in him. Cruz is a good man. He could be vice president. He could be Supreme Court justice. And Trump is the type of guy then no matter how much you're in our opponents at this moment, he's just the type of guy that would do that. So there's nothing to lose on both ways if both these men get where they need to get to. The point I'm saying all this, though, is for you to see truth. We know publicly that Ronald Reagan was a good man, but we also know about his daughter that she disagreed with him. Trump's three children give him high praise and say he's an honest man. He's a very good man. He may be crass. They didn't say that. I'm saying that. But it's amazing that they've wrote about these children that they have nothing to write about in the New York Times and all, all these papers and tabloids because these children, grown now, never got in trouble like all the other kids did. And they're plastered. And they would have liked nothing else than to plaster the pages with scandal. Has Trump done things scandalous? Yes. But St. Augustine did too, and many other people. So I say all these things only that you look at this in a way, not through the media, 
not through George Weigel saying we don't tell you to vote for her. They, nobody's opposed that some of these talk show hosts, when I'm reading their transcripts, are never opposed Obama on his first election or second election as they are Donald Trump. And the other thing that's seen and read is repeatedly, we are the low information people. We're uneducated. We don't know what we're doing by voting for Trump. And that this is a very dangerous thing. And indeed, it is dangerous. He's a dangerous man for the powers that be because he is a wrecking ball. Frank? These are very telltale signs for those that are discerning. And it's uh, when you see the opposition come oppose something with, with a torrent of hatred, usually in our experience in the spiritual life, this is something that's coming from God. And this election could not possibly be more important. And we don't know what it is the establishment is planning that he could come up against or be in opposition to. And we need to realize how important it is if he's the one that will come up against that opposition, whether it's an electronic currency or a genetic change of the currency or things that I can see coming as I transact business, he's the one that we want. And, and we all know that God doesn't look at our mistakes, but looks at the good within us and the possibility of what we can do if we'll give our hearts over to him a little bit at a time. And so I, I agree. I, I think that uh, the things that you have pointed out and shed light on are tremendously important. And um, these are these are the telltale signs to me, clearly. Those that have voted against our freedom with so many legislatures, particularly the freedom of the right to life of the unborn, coming against us with such strong opposition tells me something is very important about this election and, and how we'll respond. Well, you got just the one issue that the, many of the, in the church say, oh, he's going to build a wall, he's going to build a wall. What about us? All we're thinking about is, is aliens, illegal aliens. What about the 30-year-old girl walking on the dock in San Francisco and two weeks before that, Trump says, I'm going to build a wall. And two weeks later, this Hispanic walks up and shoots and kills her. She dies in her father's arms saying, Dad, I don't want to die. She's a beautiful girl. So what about this and the crimes all over the place that's taken and this high statistic of it that we ourselves need protection? Flock's not being protected by shepherds because all they can think of social issues and social justices that we have to do this. Then justice is us. We are a sovereign nation. We have a right to have people submit to its laws. We have to. Why do they not? There's something really wrong with this whole picture. And you can go down the whole checklist this way. And so Trump's for a wall. I'm for a wall. But I'm also for immigration that's assimilated into our nation. And it didn't assimilate in 1920s because so many immigrants were coming in that they blocked immigration from 1920 to 1960 because they had to let these people learn how to be Americans and come up and believe in the Constitution and the Christian principles of which we live by. And our bishops don't do that. They'll just let them in, do that, or give safe haven. It's mindless. It's hurtful. It's damaging to our nation. And they're not protecting us, the flock, who ourselves want to walk down our streets in safety. They're on the wrong side of truth. They don't have truth to this issue. Plain and simple. I just gave you the facts. Reason it out. Can you disagree with what I'm saying? We don't hate people that want to come to this country. But why are we taking the lowest dredges of the society and the criminals, among others, 
and blocking other people. We had to pay thousands of dollars just one person to come here from France for three years with us. And all kind of papers, all can stay three years. And somebody can walk over the border that's not contributing what he did to this mission. Reason it out. Don't listen to the media, and especially don't listen to the Catholics telling you don't vote for somebody. When you got priests going right over there in the Democratic line to make the vote. And so these things, when you lay them out, then you see our lady says on May 2nd, 2009, you are permitting sin to overcome you more and more. You are permitting it to master you and to take away your power of discernment. We do not have the power of discernment today. And that's why our lady is here. Did you know our lady said something extraordinary? We know Ronald Reagan was very hard to elect. They were saying, don't elect us. This guy's a cowboy. He's going to push the button on nuclear bombs. He's going to do this. Go back and do your research and see what they were saying about Reagan at that time. I knew he was good. I knew what he was going to do. But they were saying he's Hollywood. He's got a six-shooter six on his hip. He's a dangerous man. He's going to bring us to World War III. Jimmy Carter was hollering at the same time, oh, we're going to be peace. We're going to be peace. And we're on the verge of going to war every day we woke up. He talked about war, and they got respect back to the country, and everybody backed down. But he was very difficult to get elected, and he was shot. Did you know Our Lady had said something extraordinary about Pope John Paul? The first pope was elected. He lived 30 days, and then comes up John Paul after that. And you know what they said? That John Paul was very, well, she said, this pope was very difficult to have elected. They had to take somebody out. The pope before lived 30 days. And then he was shot because Satan knew what was up. And I guarantee you, these powers that met, if they flew down in their private jets and they're that angry, you think they're not going to try to kill Trump if he gets in office? Or you don't think they're thinking that? Power and people who are controlled by power and control others will not give that power up. And that's what we're facing. And it stretches all the way into the church with the bishop conferences, all the way into the Republicans, the Democrats, everybody. The powers that be rue. Frank? Yeah, and we've seen Our ladies' plans come up against the, the strong you know, resistance and bitterness and hatred. And we've seen it in our own ministry. And some of these things help us discern that these things are from God. And there's no question in my mind why I can say with conviction about the miraculous metal Medjugorje round is very important. I very, feel very strongly it's a plan that comes from heaven. And I feel it's very important for everyone to take advantage of transferring out of traditional investments and savings into something that is for protection. And I think it's very important that we spread this information, the book, It Ain't Gonna Happen, to our friends and to get this information out because it's clearly a very important part of the plan and going forward. And uh, that's what we're here for. You can reach us toll-free, 877-936-7686. You can email us at globalsilverinvestors at yahoo.com. And our website is globalsilverinvestors.com. And just to add to what a friend of Medjugorje said today, if you have any questions about any of 
uh, the understanding of even how to look at even the Catholic media. Look what happened while you were sleeping. There's an entire section in there about news sources, secular news sources, and even Christian news sources. And a friend of Medjugorje cites specifically Catholic news sources. So if you really want to find out the truth about the agendas behind what's being presented to you, even in Catholic news sources, there's a and there's two chapters completely devoted to this. And look what happened while you were sleeping. And you can get that uh, on Medjugorje.com. One of the first lessons that Our Lady has taught through Medjugorje is that truth is always opposed. This has been a lesson that a friend of Medjugorje has learned from the very beginning and why he's so passionate in helping to bring discernment to not just this issue, but every issue, because truth is under fire today in every respect. And through his cognition of living through so many experiences himself in which he, in trying to live the truth of Our Lady's messages, has been opposed so many different times. But when you're walking with Our Lady, she brings you to victory. So that's our hope for the future. And so it is Our Lady wants you to do what's right. And there's sometimes we've got to make a decision that you can't say, well, this is the perfect decision because we live in an imperfect world. But there are people that come along that in that hour would best serve that hour. Not perfectly, but do what's necessary. And so these next years that come to us, we need to realize we're in a crucial situation, a critical situation, that you need to know how to find truth so that you may discern. We wish you a lady. We love you. Goodbye. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. This ends the Metronomic Show with a friend of Mechigoria. To order this show on CD, you can contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Again, 205-672-2000.